When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. OTAs are underway, and we've got live football going on at West 56th Street. So what are the updates coming out of Colts camp, and specifically that of Anthony Richardson? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here by my colleague and co-host here at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, they're not in full pads, only helmets and, and shorts, but hey, we've got offense versus defense finally. Spring practices are in full effect. How you doing, man? It's great to be here talking Colts football with you once again. Yeah, and right before uh, what will be an awesome uh, racing weekend and everything, too. It's going to be Absolutely. a nice Memorial Day weekend, so uh, go watch yourself some Indy uh, car. But I, I was actually going to say that it, it's just nice. Everyone's super excited about these particular OTAs because it's a new era. You know, just like Destin Adams on, on our channel wrote about, it's a new era of football. You know, it's taken a long time to get here. There's been a lot of steps, some real tense moments where a trade-up happened where you thought this dude was gone. I mean, so everyone's really excited to see 12 rookies and see how they're doing, but especially Anthony Richardson. Absolutely. Hey, man, Memorial Day weekend. A lot of people look forward to going to the lake, having barbecues. Me, it's all about my first love, and that is auto racing. For me, my Sunday is going to start out getting up early, having breakfast, watching F1 Monaco. Then we're going to have a nice lunch watching the Indy 500 and then wrap it all up with dinner and the Coke 600 where the NASCAR boys uh, finish off the night. So I, I'm super stoked uh, for Memorial Day weekend and, and all the racing that I get to watch. But what we're here to talk about football. Quentin is able to join us live tonight. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, it's always great when, when you're in the chat. Patrick, uh, the legend that was last episode, Patrick uh, is back doesn't seem like you're you're feeling uh, uh too hot today patrick but hey we're gonna Get cheer well. you up with some talk with some colts talk uh tonight of course stats matt his daughter doesn't have a a softball game so he was able to finally make it tonight uh good to see you buddy as always before we get started guys Go ahead and just read the ticker down below. Go ahead, like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live so you never miss an episode of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast. And if you do by chance have to miss us live, we're on all the podcast platforms as well. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever uh, you get your podcast, we are right there and booming and you can always watch us on youtube as well cmdsr from virginia always good to see you buddy uh so let's give the people what they want drake let's let's talk about colt's otas so uh colt started out uh otas this week 
They have 10 sessions of, of OTA practices, really, before the mandatory mini camp, which is June tw- uh, 13th, I think, June 12th or 13th through the 15th, somewhere around there. Uh, but but these practices and OTAs are, are really, like we said, they're helmets, they're shorts, not a lot of contact, uh, but they're able to finally do offense versus defense. Seven on seven, 11 on 11. We really get to see uh, these guys going up against each other for the first time. And honestly, all eyes, as as expected, uh, are going to be on Anthony Richardson. And, and so far, guys, Anthony Richardson is... He's been impressing. He really has been impressing this Colts staff. Uh, the, the 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 his teammates, a lot of veterans have came out talked about obviously the the arm strength and everything, but they've really talked about how he has been around the building, which has really been uh, uh, pretty impressive. So so Drake, as we go along, I'll, I'll let you kind of take the floor first. Is what what we're all hearing. Um, what are some of the things that the Colts have been impressed with with Anthony Richardson so far? Uh, well, I mean, right out of the gate, uh, even Shane Steichen has been, you know, quite blown away by his processing ability and and what what he's been, the the plays he's been able to make, some of the skills, those skills he's been able to actually uh, exhibit. And it's one thing to see it on tape, you know, to send a scout to watch it, you know, when he's at a combine and just throwing, you know, to receivers. It's another when he's now your quarterback, he's de- that you're developing and you're watching this thing in person. So I'm sure it's surprising Steichen because I'm sure Steichen was probably thinking, you know, he's going to be, it's going to be a huge project here, you know, that he was ready to take on, but he's not going to go out there and say, if he's struggling, Hey, he's struggling immensely. He's not going to say that, but he's also not going to lie. He's not going to be like this. Yeah. He's really impressing, you know, the coaching staff and everybody. And I, I actually, our, our own Destin Adams put out a tweet that had a quote and I'm not sure who it's from. I think it's Shane Steichen, but this is from someone in the Colts building, quote, every conversation with him, you can see his focus is on improving. And I don't just mean as a quarterback. He wants to know the area of Indianapolis better. He wants to be a better teammate. He wants to be a better man. He's tremendous, huge word, to be around. And his overall want to be great is contagious. When your overall want to be the best comes from your quarterback that is 21 years old and he has limited experience, that's going to impress a lot of veterans because of especially how the 2022 season went. Right. I mean, it's just, just really his his whole mentality, his how he he wants to be in the building. He wants to be coached, wants to be really coached hard. And 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 I think the biggest thing out of all this is, is he's grasping the offense very quickly. Uh, there haven't been any hiccups uh, in, in that regard. And the Colts are, are teaching him a lot of different things. I mean, Anthony Richardson himself, in rookie minicamp had said one of the biggest differences that he or the biggest changes and and things he's had to learn is is taking a five-step drop out of shotgun i mean he said he never really done that in his life whether it was in high school or at florida and the colts have really been been drilling him on that and and he said it it feels different he's been working on on speeding up his footwork but but that's the thing anthony richardson doesn't want to just come and say hey fit the offense around what i what i want to do now anthony richardson wants to continue to work on every aspect of his game whether it is continuing to work on on throwing with touch uh the footwork that is going to be so crucial for for this rookie quarterback to be able to succeed uh, once he does get on the field every little detail and then as as destin was talking with 
with with his source uh, about Anthony Richardson and, and kind of how he has acclimated himself uh, within the building. Uh, just just very impressive it, he's he's not he's not coming into this like a like a 20 year old or a 21 year old he he's coming into it with a very mature mindset he understands that that you know this is his job now his job is football where and 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 we we talk about or we how much did did we talk about how when when Shane Steichen was looking for for a quarterback that obsessiveness, that 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 obsession with the craft, and and to get better every single day, and and while it is a small sample size, granted he has he hasn't even been a Colt for a month yet, but but it's a very good sign that Anthony Richardson is already taking this approach to being a quarterback, and and it doesn't seem like it, it seems like this is all real. This isn't a show. Yeah, and the thing is, as we've seen from examples past, you you can't always see when there's the mindset maybe not in sync with the job, you know, a la Ryan Leaf. You kind of heard right away, I'm going to take my bonus and take my boys to Vegas. Okay, that was a clear sign that maybe that's not the right guy. But you want to see that from someone who's as young as Richardson. You need to see he needs to fall into this pool as a sponge. Okay, he needs to literally soak up as much as possible, as quickly as possible. And there was actually something else uh, that Steichen said. He said, uh, I think he was asked, um, you know, just simply how has you know Richardson been progressing in your opinion? And he said, you know what? He's done a really nice job. I've been very pleased with where he's at mentally, which, as you and I said, the physical tools are there. It's what's between the ears that's going to make or break a quarterback. And he made some big plays today on the football field. He made some great throws, great decisions, some really next-level stuff I've seen over the last couple of days. I've been really pleased with where he's at, and that is just everything. And that's why I think, I mean, it, with him, with the Colts and Shane Steichen just kind of going out of his way to even bring up the mental processing about all of this, I mean, that was the biggest question mark. We, we know the, the athletic traits are there. Uh, the, the the strong arm and and everything the the speed the ability to run with the football it was about that that mental capacity with his game how quickly is he going to be able to grasp an NFL offense process defenses because it's I mean it's a lot different when you're sitting in a classroom and you're able to dissect it on a whiteboard but can you do it when there's 300 pound men running at you from all directions and and you have to be be ready to throw the ball within a split second you know yeah. what i mean so so just being able to and and Steichen kind of touched on this today being able to to take what you learn in the classroom or in the meeting room and translate that on the field that is what they are looking for with anthony richardson and and so far he's been able to do that within the small sample size uh that that, that the colts have been the Colts have given him so and, and guys in the chat if you do have a question about Anthony Richardson or anything else that are going on to OTAs definitely throw that in there give it a give us a super chat we'll make sure to uh to to highlight that and really talk about that but but I think the biggest thing the biggest news that came out of OTAs today Anthony Richardson is already splitting first team reps with Gardner Minshew so we had talked about it, how Gardner Minshew was going to start as the starting quarterback for the for the Indianapolis Colts here in the spring and we'd see how slowly the Colts would bring bring Anthony Richardson along the fact that in their first setting of of offense versus defense and Anthony Richardson is already 
getting thrown in there and getting starting reps with with Gardner Minshew, I think that's that's a huge sign that 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 they they feel like Anthony Richardson is progressing very quickly. And I really do think it bodes well to the Colts throwing him into the fire, so to say, and and, and increases his chances of starting week one uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think, Drake? You know, I think that I think that's a huge sign as well, because it, at this trajectory, especially this early, because I mean, I think that what was it yesterday was the first day that media was allowed at the Colts OTAs. To- Today was the first today day, was the first uh, and it, like I said, the third. Today was the third out of ten OTA sessions. Media is allowed to see one of those per week. So over the next few weeks, the media will be at two more of those, um, and then the next time when the media can see this team all together will be the week of of June June twelfth, thirteenth, uh, when the Colts are in full pads for mandatory minicamp. Okay, yeah. The thing is, it's just it's huge that he's already, like you said, splitting these first team snaps. He's very quickly starting to get into like he's getting these these very valuable reps that he's going to need with the first team veterans, these guys that he's going to be standing behind that are going to be blocking and protecting him. You want to get to know them very well. So the fact that he is in in the first week of OTAs, he's already starting to get those very valuable snaps like we've talked about. That's huge. And it's also even perhaps bigger. Obviously, you want to know your offensive line. You want them to know you. But, man, he gets to work with the weapons that are going to be at his disposal. That's the biggest thing. He gets to understand them mentally. Are they, you know, is it easier, is it better for them if I throw it on the break or should I wait a moment? Like, it's all about that mental connection. And it might be the most important he gets it with uh, the veterans over Josh Downs because Josh Downs is also a rookie. And like like Richardson, they're coming in on the same level. So they're already probably connecting. Obviously, they were throwing to each other in a parking lot. But this is just huge. It's great to hear that he's already starting to split those first team snaps. And like I said, at this trajectory, he could be a week one starter. And I've got to put this up there. As long as Statsman says, as long as we aren't the Patriots and getting picks taken away. Yeah, the Patriots have already been nabbed uh, for uh, for cheat uh, cheating in quotes for breaking the rules of, really? of OTAs. They they had a, 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 <laughs> a unapproved meeting. I think something nothing nothing egregious, but it would be the Patriots to to go and break those rules. But but anyways, I mean, I think I think him splitting. The, the reps with Gardner Minshew, the first team reps, uh, you, you, he's going up against the first team defense as well. So yep. it's not, it's not like you're going up against backups or guys that aren't going to have a, a big role uh, on, on, on game day, uh, right out the gate. He's, he's going up against guys that, that are going to be playing the majority of the snaps on Sundays. So when you, when you're going up against guys like, like Zaire Franklin and, and Kenny Moore, Isaiah Rogers, uh, Julian Blackman in, in the secondary, uh, that's, that's going to toughen you up. And, and the big highlight of the day from Anthony Richardson on Thursday was he was able to throw, throw a nice deep ball with, with some touch down the seam to, to Kylan Granson, who took it for what would have been a, a 60 yard touchdown running away. So it, it's just good to kind of see those, those various things being, like you said, being able to create connections with, with the wide receivers and the tight ends, being able to communicate with his wide receivers, how exactly he likes routes to be run, 
where he'll where he likes to place the ball, where he likes to throw the ball, kind of out of the break. All of that stuff is is crucial to to the, the success of this team and this offense this year. And and I'm sure as they go through the summer, they'll they'll meet up uh, outside of, of the complex. Then they go through training camp and and you work on those things. But but really being able to to create uh, a, a connection. With your with your wide receivers, your tight ends, with really any of your weapons, I think that's just that's very underrated in the success yeah. of, of of a quarterback, especially a young quarterback. When really you're throwing to these guys for the first time ever, honestly. So so you, when you want to be able to create those connections, so it just makes things easy coming out of the gate you're not having to worry about well, where is this guy going to be on every single play it's not going to be perfect week one but the more you can drill that down and the more comfortable you can get with your weapons that is just going to to really help boost and make it a, a better environment for a rookie quarterback like anthony richardson to succeed well and that's a huge part too is the environment you want it to be uh, not not to sound like elementary like literally but you want it to be nurturing you want it to be like one that's 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 very inviting and like hey we're here to grow with you i mean this is a ridiculously young team and guess what even though shane steichen's like 37 or 38 that's young for a head coach and he's also walking into his first ever head coaching gig with a guy that is a rookie quarterback and a very young team so this is all level playing field i think from coaching all the way down to the third string guys i mean this is a an incredibly raw squad that i think the oldest guy right now is literally ryan kelly and he's not even 30 i don't think so it's like they don't even have a 30 year old player this is a this is a super duper young squad um but real quick there was one more thing steichen said he uh he goes he's been great i think as a quarterback obviously learning the system is a big part of it you know what i mean it's it's been uh but it's knowing where to throw it when to throw it and how to throw it and i think he's taken on the coaching really well and understanding the rhythm which that's another huge word and the timing of the passing game and what we're trying to get accomplished and he's done a nice job so he's getting the trust of the most important mind in the in the entire coaching staff and that also translates to Jim Bob Cooter at offensive coordinator and Cam Turner at quarterback coach that's huge Wanted to give a shout out to my wife here with the super sticker. She's up in uh, South Bend getting ready to head on a, a, a fun trip this weekend with, with her mom and some of her friends going on a girl's trip to Gatlinburg. So appreciate the support uh, from my wife here. Beautiful uh, place. She's gonna uh, yes, yeah, she is. Uh, love you. Be safe. And and send me a lot of pictures. Uh, enjoy your time down there in Gatlinburg. Uh, and then I also wanted to give a shout out to Jack Rizzo. Uh, he, he comments here. Uh, just wanted to thank you you all for the tips you've given me which has allowed me to start my own podcast keep up the great work much love jack jack we really do appreciate you uh and as being a fan being a supporter and and, and if you guys want to listen to his uh his his uh podcast it's called the 12th horseshoe podcast i think it's i think it's a combination of, of jack being a colts fan and then his friend eli being a seahawks fan uh something of that nature but but go ahead and check it out jack always appreciate when you're when you're coming along but but drake getting back to to anthony richardson and it it really I, I like I really liked Steichen's comments when he was talking about the rhythm and and where does that rhythm come come from live reps in yep. practice in games you're you're not going to be able to develop that just in a just 
in a, in a, in a controlled setting. It has to be a rhythm when you have those big bodies flying around you. So I expect Anthony Richardson to get a ton of reps throughout training camp. You can expect Anthony Richardson to play a ton in the preseason as well, because the more reps that he is able to get, the, the, the easier and the quicker he's going to be able to learn and, and get these things down. So the, I think the Colts have a really good plan with Anthony Richardson. Uh, and, and I wrote in my piece that, that I just put out on horseshoehuddle.com before before we came live here is the, the Colts have always said that they're going to take things slow with Anthony Richardson and and not put too much on his plate or, or throwing him to throw him into the fire when he's not ready. But there's also it seems like there's a sense of urgency with Anthony Richardson as well because you're you're in this window right now where you're going to have a starting quarterback on a rookie deal and a potentially really really good starting quarterback on a rookie deal. So when you have that, this is that window where you can pay some other positions because you're not divvying up a huge amount of cap space to your quarterback. You can pay other positions, bring some different stars in to go make a run out of Super Bowl. And and so while the Colts aren't thinking, I don't think the Colts, the Colts chances of that in 2023 are very high. But you can look at 2024, 2025, and then start looking at that. So the quicker you can get Anthony Richardson up to speed and and game ready, the quicker you can get started on that process and and see if he can reach his ceiling, his very very high ceiling, to so that way you can try to go on that run. But I, in my opinion, yes, it is still May. Everything is still in, in helmets and shorts, but in my opinion, Anthony Richardson has done everything uh, the right way. He's done everything the Colts have asked him and more, and and for just that small sample size and and where we are currently in OTAs, I, I think you couldn't be be happier with the progress Anthony Richardson has made so far. Yeah, and there was something else uh, that, that Steichen was asked about, you know, the insurance policy. So that being Minshew, you know, what is it, you know, something about how has Gardner Minshew and, you know, how they meshed together as the starter and, and the backup. And he actually mentioned that he loves how Gardner has taken him under his wing and he's showing him the ropes and stuff like that. Man, you mix that with that he's getting half the first team snaps already, that there's that sense of urgency, there's that rookie deal, and the, and there's the need for those live reps. It just, it, to me, it's pointing, it's pointing towards that they really, really desperately want to get him out there under center week one. I'm going to give a shout out to Gardner Minshew too. And he's, he's earning a lot of respect because there's not, there's quarterbacks out there that, that when you come into a new team and, and they draft a rookie quarterback, I mean, Gardner Minshew could very easily say, you know what, Anthony, you're on your own. Uh, I'm going to, I'm here to come uh, to Ryan fight. Tannehill for did. Right. Ryan Tannehill <laughs> has, has been doing this. I'm here to fight. It's not my job to help you. I'm here to better my game and, and win this starting spot. And while Richard and while Minshew is out there competing and, and working on his game, Steichen has said that that Minshew has really taken Anthony Richardson under his wing to, to try to help him answer any questions that he might have and, and really try to prep him to get him up to speed as, as quickly as possible. Stats Matt says the, the Big Ben method. Yep. Uh, Big Ben was notorious for not wanting to help out his 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 backups or or young guys playing behind him but but yeah Gardner Minshew has really earned a lot of respect uh, from me uh, as far as him doing that and and this is why I think the Colts 
brought in Gardner Minshew as well. Shane Steichen knew this is what they were going to get out of Gardner Minshew and, and that he would be this type of teammate. He's always been lauded uh, for being a, a fantastic teammate and a fantastic locker room guy. So, so good on Gardner Minshew for that. And I also want to bring this up here uh, from Rich Wheeler. Says uh, Samson Ebukam's quote on the on the dual threat of Anthony Richardson. I feel bad for the other teams for real. And and yes, I I do too. Shout out to my mother-in-law for for tuning in. She says, hey. go Irish from up there in South Bend. Uh, good to see you, Kim. Uh, please keep my my beautiful wife safe as you guys drive down there uh, and don't have too much fun. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think Anthony Richardson has done everything that the Colts have asked. I'm excited to see how he continues to progress throughout the rest of the the spring and into the summer. So some other news, let's let's talk about some of the other big stars for the Indianapolis Colts. Shaquille Leonard, Michael Pittman Jr., and Jonathan Taylor were all out of today's session. Now, again, I want to preface this by saying OTAs, 100% voluntary. So even if they're out, they're not really missing any anything that's that's mandatory, but, but attendance has been really high. And, and these guys, none of them were out for uh because they wanted to be out i should say maybe outside of, of Pittman, but but shaquille leonard dealing with that back injury had that second surgery uh last winter he was out today michael Pittman jr was out not because of an injury but because him and his wife Kiana were uh, having their second kid, a baby boy. So shout out to, to Pittman and his wife Kiana. Congrats. I uh, hope everything is going going well there. And Jonathan Taylor coming off of that ankle surgery was uh, was more resting uh, than, than necessarily he being in pain. The Colts are really just brought, trying to bring him back pretty slowly. Uh, and during OTAs, Jonathan Taylor really never does anything since he's a running back. Anyway, you don't want to put any extra wear on, on that body. But uh, but really, Drake, it, it, do you think there is cause for concern? Maybe I would say with Pittman, obviously, but but is there cause for concern with, with Shaquille Leonard or, or Jonathan Taylor uh, or any el- any of the other uh, uh, players that that we'll, we'll get to here that that missed today's practice? I I don't think so, and I I trust Shane Steichen. I mean, again, kind of going back to what we said earlier, they're not going to come out and say, oh, terrible timeline of recovery here timetable mm-hmm. is awful they're never going to say that but you know he said he's he said about Shaq that he's progressing well you know he's progressing well with his back injury and the thing is you don't want to rush him out there too quick he's got the experience right this guy knows whatever he knows the ropes and everything he's going to be fine you want to make sure that guy is a hundred percent because he oh I don't know changes your entire defense just being on the field as a turnover machine. And as far as Jonathan Taylor, just like you said, if it was a shoulder thing, if it was a hip thing, rib thing, whatever, uh, upper body, okay. Maybe you're like, all right, you know, typically he doesn't really do a lot, but, you know, this is extra because it's his ankle. And so it's mm-hmm. what he runs on. And you, like going to the wear and tear argument that you were making, it's double sure that you want to make sure he's ready. Because, again, kind of like Shaquille Leonard for the defense, this guy is still, even though Anthony Richardson is a big, you know, I know that everyone's excited about him. And everyone's excited about the receivers and the tight ends. This is still what the offense runs through. Right. 
AP asks, when is Shaq coming back? That's a great question, AP. Yeah. We, no one really knows. And and that's not that's not to to make this an ominous situation or anything, but <laughs> it's just when you're when you're dealing with with back and nerve injuries, it's 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 real finicky. I mean, he thought he was gonna be able to play last year and and things just didn't go the right way. Now, I, I will say this right after that second surgery took place, Shaquille Leonard said he immediately felt a difference as far as being able to his his nerves and everything firing off within his calf uh from from his back down to his calf into his ankle where, where all this has kind of stemmed from so so that's good news and and really we're not we're it, it's just the simple fact of it is we're not going to know if shaquille leonard is back until we see him on the field because like I said, with nerve injuries, it's it's really just just so finicky, and and really, there's no reason for Shaquille Leonard to be out there right now. Again, this is OTAs; it's spring practice. Leonard has done this numerous years before, so it, once we get to training camp, if things still aren't aren't there, then maybe I would say there's some cause for concern. But but as of right now, you just kind of have to listen to what Leonard Leonard is saying. He says he feels better. It, it's now about just rebuilding that strength. And and when you're when a lot of times with with injuries to nerves and and surgeries involving nerves like that, it really eliminates the the entire muscle that that has it has been built on. So you have to spend a lot of time really trying to build that up. And walking that fine line as well between overworking it and then having a setback versus maximizing how much how much work and how much pressure you can really put on that nerve so you're coming back as quickly as possible. So I do I do know this. The Colts have a plan. The Colts internally are not worried that, that Shaq Leonard isn't going to come back 100%. They're, they're pretty confident he will be able to. Uh, and and that's that's just from some people I've talked to uh, on the inside. But another thing that, that you can point to as far as from the outside as well if the Colts really thought that they were going to have issues at linebacker and Shaq Leonard was not going to be able to come back, Bobby Okereke would still be here in a Colts uniform or the Colts would have gone out and gotten another linebacker uh, as, as insurance. Yes, they did re-sign EJ Speed, but you're not counting on EJ Speed to replace Shaquille Leonard. So so we'll, we'll, we'll give it some time. Again, it's going to take a while. If, if we start getting into the later weeks of training camp and we still don't see Shaquille Leonard out there, then I think it's time to, to start worrying. But as of right now, uh, I think we're, the Colts are just following the plan, taking things easy, and they're not putting Leonard out there, number one, until he is ready, and, and number two, until it's, it's closer to, 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 to when the games actually start mattering. Yeah, and it's like you said, especially with these nerve injuries and the fact that it's one of your defensive captains and it's a game changer, you know, you really just want to, if you want to play on the side of caution, if anything, all right, listen to mm -hmm. what he's saying, because he's very outspoken. He's not going to lie to you about his body. He wants to get out there too. So I think that it's, it's, it's a little bit of give and take. I think that the medical staff is like, look, here's what we feel like you're at. And I think that he's like, here's where I feel like I'm at. And once they get that right connection, then you'll see him out there on the field.
Right. And well, let's go through the other uh, the other guys that did not participate today and kind of give reasons uh, as to why. Josh Downs was not out there. He's dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. Uh, nothing serious. Most of these, I, I, all of these injuries that I uh, that we're going to talk about. There, I've heard there's nothing serious, and, and the coaches have, have backed that up as well. Chelani Woods is dealing with a little bit of a hamstring pull. Uh, Drew Ogletree, still working his way back from that ACL tear, uh, was not out there. Uh, and then Will Mallory, uh, the third tight end uh, was uh, that missed today, also not out there. Starting right tackle, Braden Smith, dealing with a little bit of a leg injury. Again, nothing serious. Uh, but that did allow one rookie to kind of take his place in the starting lineup that we're going to talk about here in a bit uh cornerback juju brents the colt's second round pick still dealing with that wrist injury that he had surgery with after the combine again nothing serious colts just want to make sure that, that wrist is fully healed before they get him out there uh, so i would expect juju brents to probably maybe maybe mandatory mini camp but more likely training camp is when we'll start to see that second round uh rookie matt gay also did not practice today uh and neither did rigoberto sanchez who is recovering from that achilles tear that he suffered in training camp last Last year, uh, but but Shane Steichen said that that he is progressing well. No timetable on his return, but but again, if the Colts had any any concerns that that Sanchez wasn't going to return, they would already have a punter in there as well. So I, I fully expect Rigo to make a full recovery and and becoming that weapon on special teams that he was before the 2022 season but but with this uh with some of these injuries that allow some of the rookies to to really shine and some of the rookies have been making noise throughout otas and one of them is fourth round offensive tackle blake freeland who i as i mentioned braden smith was out today with a leg injury blake freeland was the one that stepped in at right tackle uh for the indianapolis colts today as the first team right tackle uh and and I think I really think this is going to be what Blake Freeland's role is for this season. He's going to he's he's still a raw prospect. Obviously, as a, as a fourth round pick, you haven't put everything all together yet. But he's incredibly athletic. He has experience playing right tackle and left tackle, and I think he can really step up and and be a solid swing tackle for the Colts here in twenty twenty three. And that is a very that's a very valuable position because mm -hmm. your tackles are so important. And at any given moment, if even there's one tweak of the ankle, that could be a game. And then that, mm -hmm. that is a full game you need to play. So and, and we saw him on Shot and Destin's show. He's just such an he's just he's ready to work. He's he literally is ready to do anything that the coaches ask him to do. So you love that. And he even said, you know, I'll I'll be down to play any like any position, but either, you know, if I'm a swing tackle, that's fantastic. So uh, I think that with his, with his athleticism, I think that he could really make an impact and six foot eight, he's going to have to get better at shortening those arms a little bit, but man, the fact that he's impressing people with Braden Smith out, that's just wonderful news. Right. And if he has a stellar, a stellar spring and, and summer and, and, and Will Fry starts to struggle at right guard, don't rule out the Colts shifting Braden Smith inside to right guard where he played in college and, and giving Blake Freeland a shot there at right tackle. That that's, that's very much on That'd the table. That's, that's an option. That's definitely on the table. If that right guard spot starts to struggle. So, so just keep that in mind uh, on defense, fifth round pick Darius rush had a big play today, getting an interception that would have been a pick six of Sam Ellinger when the third stringers were out there doing work on 11 on 11. Um, pretty, pretty cool 
cool to see. I mean, I, I was surprised that Darius Rush fell to the fifth round. Uh, I think the Colts had a day two grade on, on Darius Rush. I certainly did. We all thought Darius Rush would go in the third round. Colts were able to pick him up in the fifth, and he really could be quite the steal for the Indianapolis Colts moving forward. Yeah, I know he was one of my biggest steals for the Colts. Obviously, everyone talked about Josh Downs not being drafted in the first or second round. But look, man, the fact that Darius Rush fell to the fifth, I mean, he was like a second or third round prospect. Okay, that's ridiculous that he fell that far. And and like you said, if he has that kind of playmaking ability, he's lightning quick. You know, he can turn those kind of plays into devastating, you know, scores or potentially, you know, field positioning type of plays. If he gets that ball, he might be gone. So the fact that he was he's already doing it against veteran quarterbacks, you know, Ellinger, he has been with the team, I think, three years now. So it's one of those things where, look, Ellinger got picked off by a rookie and he could have taken it back for six. That's got to boost his confidence and it impresses his defensive backs coach. Darius Rush, another athletic freak. And, and we've got to remember this as well. Kenny Moore the second is in a contract year. So is yep. Isaiah Rogers Sr. So two of the Colts' three starting cornerbacks are in contract years. I mean, there is a po real possibility that neither one of those guys is back in 2024, or they both could be back. We'll, we'll have to see how things shake out. But the Colts, when you're drafting a guy like Darius Rush, who I think has starting level potential there on the outside, I mean, it, it's going it, to it'd be a, a lot easier for the Colts to decide those things if if they have Darius Rush waiting in the ring wings, excuse me, to take over as a starting cornerback. So we'll have to watch his progress throughout the summer and throughout the, his rookie season as well. And then and the final one I wanted to shout out is Titus Leo, uh, the small school defensive end from uh, from Wagner. Uh, again, he was running with the threes today, but he ended practice with a sack. He ended practice today with a sack, started flashing some some pass rush moves. And, and while he is he is super raw for I think he only played defensive end at Wagner for two seasons he was like a safety and then a linebacker then he moved finally to defensive end so he's got experience all over uh the defense but I mean he's a guy that was known for his work ethic and someone that was obsessed with with getting better at whatever position he was playing so I mean he, he's probably got an uphill battle to make this roster but hey I mean he keeps performing like that it's going to make it tough for the Colts not to have him on the 50 three-man roster uh, come September. Yeah, and it's interesting that you mentioned that he was a safety because he's kind of an undersized defensive end. You know, mm -hmm. I think he's like six foot three, two forty-five, which is all. I think that's kind of the, about the same body type as uh, EJ Speed or Darius Leonard. You know, maybe about fifteen extra pounds. So, like you said, he's got a little bit of an uphill battle. But the fact that you drafted him expecting nothing, okay, from a small school like that, and he's impressing you against your third stringers, and he did not just sack. That's pretty cool, actually. I, I love that story because he could be used. I even said this with his body type. Maybe he could be even used as a linebacker in some sets. So there's some versatility there. And he's, like you said, very athletic, like the entire draft. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a name to look out for because if he ends up making the roster, that's pretty cool that he made a roster from Wagner University. And and the thing is, Gus Bradley is not afraid of smaller defensive ends. I mean, he literally has a position in his defense for smaller defensive ends. It's it's called the Leo 
Leo position. It's where Yannick Ngakwe played last year. I mean, Yannick Ngakwe was only 6'2", six, 6'3", six, six, 230, 40 pounds. Wagner's about that. Or, 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 I'm sorry, Leo is from Wagner, is is only about 6'2", six, 6'3", two, six, 240 pounds. But that Leo position in the Gus Bradley defense is all about getting those smaller, quicker pass rushers out in that wide nine stance pinning their ears back and saying, hey, go get the quarterback. So I think Titus Leo, in the Leo position, it's really a perfect fit for this Gus Bradley defense. We'll have to see how how he really adapts to that. But but those were all the updates that we had today coming out of of Colts OTAs. I'm sure we will have plenty more uh, as the the weeks go along here. And then what's really going to tell us a lot is that mandatory mini camp when everybody will be there. We'll have full pads, a full everything, full contact, and we'll we'll see how Anthony Richardson uh, and this Colts offense, uh, what's got a lot of new pieces, can can go up against a, a defense that was pretty solid until the very end of the year last season. So it's going to be fun to watch and see. But to end the show here, let's talk about the latest Colts news and rumors as always. And the Colts have now signed nine out of their 12 draft picks with the uh, addition of defensive tackle at Atomawa, at Abare, uh, the athletic freak again i'm going to keep using that for multiple guys in this draft class uh, out of northwestern um and 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 it's just good to see that i mean obviously the these colts the, the all the colts draft picks will be signed eventually but the sooner you can get all this done the better don't have to worry about it now out of bar i can just focus on football well, and he's one of my favorite picks. He's just, he's just a, he's like a really stiff jab in boxing. It's that short length, but my goodness, does it ever stop you in your tracks? That dude is going to be a freak show on the defensive line runs a 4.4940. I bet the Colts are absolutely ecstatic to just get him focused on just football. So that's awesome that they, that they got him on contract. And now I think they still have Anthony Richardson, Josh Downs, and Juju Brents, if I'm not mistaken, right? Aren't those a lot? Or there's four left. No, that is it. There's three. Yep, correct. Just just those three are, are left to sign, and, and I'd expect it to get done uh, fairly soon. So uh, nothing to worry about there. The Colts made another move signing a tight end now to another crowded tight end room, adding former Giants tight end, uh, Caden Smith. He has some experience uh, starting at, at tight end for the Giants. I think he started 22 games from from 2019 to 2021. Uh, 52 catches for 450 some yards and three touchdowns. Just remembering that off the top of my head in a Giants uniform. He did that. Camden Smith, or I should say Caden Smith, did not play last year. He failed his physical with the Giants last spring, uh, causing him to the them to cut him. So he's been out of the league for a year, but it seems like everything has been fixed with that knee. Colts are, are bringing him in for competition to an already loaded tight end room. And I, I actually wrote the uh, the newser on this. I think that this is is legitimately just getting the absolute best names that they can possibly put in that tight end room, and it's a position that was really missing last year and it wasn't used correctly i think by frank reich this is no knock on him or jeff saturday who had no idea what he was doing so mm-hmm. it's understandable why they weren't used correctly but this is a, a room loaded with talent and this is just another guy who is built kind of like jack doyle and kind of plays similar to him obviously he's not at the same skill level but um now it's the notable names are 
Caden Smith is from reverse to first, I think, as far as the depth chart. Caden Smith, Will Mallory, Pharaoh Brown, who I think is who Smith has been brought in to push, actually, is Pharaoh Brown. Mo Alleycox, Kylan Granson, Andrew Ogletree, Jelani Woods. That is that's that's seven names that's ridiculous those are just the notable ones seven tight ends and then i had a way too early roster prediction piece i have the colts keeping five of those guys uh but but it's it's going to be between mo alley cox pharaoh brown and 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 caden smith for yep. that y in line tight end though the blocking tight end those three are going to be the ones that that are going for it when you're talking about i mean woods woods has the size can to, to kind of play in line and out in the slot he was mostly used out in the slot. Drew Ogletree can kind of do that as well. And then you're, you're kind of looking at Kylan Granson and Will Mallory as more of your move slot tight ends uh, more than anything. But it, it's going to be a hell of a competition. Competition always makes uh, brings out the best in, in people. And and to bring in those all of those tight end bodies, I think it just signifies that, that Shane Steichen really has a plan for these tight ends, and he wants to make sure he gets the best guys possible to be able to go out and execute that. So uh, I, I know that the Colts already have huge plans for Jelani Woods this season, as they should. Uh, I think he's going to have a monster year with Shane Steichen and really assert himself as that tight end one for the Indianapolis Colts moving forward. But hey, it's going to be one of the... One of the more fierce competitions, I would say, throughout the spring and, and throughout training camp is just watching these tight ends go to battle. I mean, we all saw how Drew Ogletree was, was the star of, of training camp uh, last year. This is a really big year for Kylan Granson going into year three, and he still doesn't have a touchdown. But yet he's he's the one of the guys that can create the most separation out of any player on the Indianapolis Colts team. Will Mallory, that that young tight end who could fall into that category as well. And then does Mo Ali Cox end up as the odd man out? Do the Colts cut him to save some cap space? Is there a trade partner out there? We're gonna have to see. There's a lot of drama with the tight end room, but I think it's a lot of good drama as far as trying to find the best players and and putting them in the best spot to succeed. And then to make room for Caden Smith, the Colts waived guard Harris Lachance. He was an undrafted rookie free agent they signed after the draft. Um, but hey, it also calls into question the depth. There at the, on the Colts' offensive line, that still seems to be lacking. They're pu again putting a lot of faith in Will Fries. Maybe Emil Kior uh, shows out uh, the the undrafted rookie out of Alabama who is projected to go in the fourth round. That's definitely going to be a battle to watch. Is the interior of that offensive line, particularly at right guard? Yeah, and um, I, I was kind of I was a little bit sad about this one because Lachance was a teammate of uh, of. Uh, Oh, good, uh, goodness, I forgot. Blake Freeland. He was a teammate of Blake Freeland. So I, I just thought it was kind of cool that if he could stick with the roster, you know, they knew each other from college and they probably play, you know, maybe even scrimmaged uh, with each other and stuff like that and practice constantly. So um, that's to uh, obviously to potentially they might even bring in another guard that they feel like might be more qualified because that's a position I can promise you they're not going to take lightly. They're going to make absolutely sure uh, that they don't screw up the guard position. And like you said, who knows, maybe they believe in Freeland enough that they move Smith, they shock the world and move Smith right back to, to right guard. That's a position that kind of like the tight end room, maybe not as crowded. There's a lot of like, what ifs, like what's going to happen? Who's going to start day one? That's a position to watch on the line. 
a lot of time between now and September, and I think it's going to be fun to watch all these battles play out. But that's our show for this evening, guys. We really appreciate you all tuning in, having a lot of fun with us, talking about OTAs. Shout out to Quentin, who who had to go to bed. Sky, Patrick, <laughs> uh, Stats, Matt, CMDSR, uh, Uncouth. Uh, that's a new one. Great to have you here. AP. Um, I saw Rich Wheeler was in here. Didn't see Logan. Uh, Logan Schmidt, what, what what's up, buddy? Uh, you, you, uh, we got stats, Matt, off wow. one week. Logan Schmidt today. You guys are slacking. Uh, shout yeah. out to, to Kimberly Dove. Shout out to my wife uh, for the super sticker there. Courtney as well. You guys are the absolute best. And if you haven't done so already, please, we'd really appreciate it if you go give us a follow on all the things. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live, whenever Destin and Shad are going live, because content, like I said, it's flowing and it's going to be flowing all summer long till we get to training camp, which honestly, only about two months away. So it's closing in quicker than you think. Uh, Drake, I know you've been writing away on the site as always. What are some things that people can check out that you have posted on horseshoehuddle.com? So uh, I, I did uh, I, that I believe Jim Irsay's back to business type of Jim Irsay after a really, a really rough uh, 2022. I did a piece on Ballard actually falling below average on a general manager's ranking list of all 32. And then similar to that, Anthony Richardson was placed dead last on a top uh, 32 quarterbacks list. But if you go read, you'll see why. Wanted to give a shout out to, to Truett as well. Can't miss Truett there, who's always in the chat. But yeah, Drake's got some great pieces out there. Definitely go check those out. Uh, like I said, I've got a piece out there, a way too early roster prediction. Uh, I've got five tight ends in there, only five linebackers, and eight offensive linemen. So go check out who I have making the Colts roster. Uh, and and we could check back on that back in September to see how wrong I actually am uh, about all this. And then I also just posted uh, literally about maybe less than two hours ago uh, a ra- recap of what Shane Steichen had to say about Anthony Richardson's progress throughout OTAs. Really did a deep dive into that, so make sure you check that out. Uh, got a lot of good nuggets from, from Coach Steichen about uh, the possible QB one heading into to the season, but uh, go follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. Forgot to say that if you can't listen to us live, always subscribe and yeah. give us a review on all the podcast platforms: Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever you use. And guys, we will be back on Monday night to talk more Colts football with you all. But until then, enjoy a fantastic memorial day weekend shout out to anybody that has served uh, or will be serving for our military because of you guys we are able to do a colts podcast talking about our favorite team twice a week and it's all because of you fighting for our freedom so thank you so much for your service and until next time have a good one